Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking. Bowling. Roll the ball, hit the strike. All the pins are here and it's a party. <laughs> right, everyone loves to set them up and knock them down. Set them back up, knock them back down. Bowling is like a metaphor for life. You just keep throwing the ball, see where <laughs> she goes. Right, she always goes towards the pins and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> When's the last time you went bowling, do you think? Um, I think it was probably when we were on vacation in Cleveland or something like that. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a joke, but an underrated Ohio pastime is going on vacation to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and the best time, honestly, the best time to go to Cleveland is like January. Yeah, de December, January. Because you don't have to, like, wait for anything because no one's there. No. <laughs> Everybody that's there lives in Cleveland. Right. And so, number one, easy to blend in. Right. <laughs> not suspicious at all. You're not going to be crowded out by the usual Cleveland tourist crowds. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, plenty of stuff there is already inside. So that's where you're going to want to go to do your stuff like bowling. Right. Right. I think they had a bowling alley downtown. We threw some balls around. Right. Chucking them, knocking them down, baby. Chucking some balls. Didn't they have, like, icy machines or something there? Actually, I forget. It was some kind of hipster bowling. Like, the hipsterification of everything. Like, it wasn't regular bowling. It was <sighs> ironic bowling or something. Bowling alleys back in the day were, of course, like a very pedestrian place. Sure. Very bare bones, like YMCA vibes, like public place carpet vibes. Right. And so what they want to do is they want to charge you way more for bowling. So they have to put it in a place where they set the vibes up. They maybe get some barcade type action going right. in there. Right, sure, sure. You get someone with a mustache working at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have one of those. People who hang out in barcades and barbling alleys <laughs> they love to do that shit right it's like being a version of their dad but saying that you know that it doesn't look that great to do it but you're gonna do it anyway honestly i'm not sure what anybody is doing anymore sometimes i mean i've always felt like when i leave my house like i felt like a little bit of take me to your leader Right? right? I think a lot of people feel that way as they go out in society and they're like, yeah, this is not made for me. It's made for somebody or something. It's not really made for right, me. Right, right. I was walking down the street. See, this is, uh, I don't know what anybody's fucking doing anymore. I was walking down the street. And so most people like my age and older look normal. <laughs> Right, sure. They walk around <laughs> wearing t-shirts and, and jeans and stuff. Right. And uh, in shorts. And I was walking down the street and I see some people probably about 10 years younger than me. And uh, this lady is wearing something that could only be described as like a grayscale clown onesie. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And then the man of them was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> was wearing something really dopey. It's like his pants were ballooned out, but they were also capri pants. <laughs> 
and he, he had back in the day they were called birth control glasses. Right. right. They were like plastic, but the plastic part of the rim was very thick and it was like translucent and like this light brown color. They were like sort of grandma, like your uncle's safety glasses that he wore to work and, right. and is still wearing now, drinking a beer. Right. And I walked by and I was kind of looking at them and then I noticed that they were looking at me and they gave me a look like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Man, my tracksuit matches. Right. Ease up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> what am I doing? I mean, you have to admit, like, you do have a little bit of a weird vibe also. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but what made me think of it is the guy had a mustache. Right. I think a lot of that newfangled fashion has big time, like... I'm not even sure what kind of vibes they are, man, but they're not my vibes. <laughs> it's fine. I'm getting old, and that's fine. I'll get to die soon. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming. It's not a male gaze. It's really? not a male gaze. I don't care what any younger people are wearing. I don't have any business with them anyway. Right. I'm just objectively saying, I think we're kind of, society's fashion is kind of heading into like a dopey moment right and it's like a recycling of a dopey moment that i didn't like the first time and like the first time when people were dressing like that i thought it was real stupid looking but now we're doing it again you know now they did this in earlier eras i remember my dad always telling me to pull my pants up and i was like to wear <laughs> they're i they're where they should be my man <laughs> And then I turned up some photo of him and it was like 1955. And he was like, with his arms crossed, leaning back, like leaning on some cool car on the farm. And his pants were legit in his armpits. Right. Like they used to make pants like that. Anyway, I've seen they've started trying to do high-waisted pants for men. Uh -huh. Now, I don't care if, you know, some people think it's comfortable or whatever. I'm not gonna do the high-waisted pants. I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna wear them. I'm not gonna pull them up like that. Right. I can't do that. It goes against my ideas. You know what? When Nona was a very little baby, I used to, on purpose, tuck her shirt into her leggings and then pull her leggings up to her armpits. But that was just like to make a mockery of how she had no control over what her clothing looked like and she had no preference. Yeah, and I think <laughs> very much, I think that was... <laughs> a very standard comical thing you we would do. We were just trolling her. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at you. <laughs> when you had a character that was dumb looking, like Tweedledum. Yeah, right, right. That's the signal that they were like dopey looking as they'd have their pants pulled all the way up. Right, right. <laughs> It's fine. Takes all kinds. People can do what they want to do, but I definitely don't understand it. And if that's the goal, then fantastic. I mean, it's just part of being an older person is that the stuff that the younger people do is not for us. It's fine. It doesn't have to be for us. I like that people are doing different stuff. Although it does feel a little weird that people are listening to Nirvana. And then I just saw something today. It was like a public interest piece about how kids now are rediscovering Goatsy. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I was thinking about? Um, speaking of Goatsy. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what I was thinking about when I was thinking about how we were doing bowling for our episode today is I was thinking about that old video that was on the internet like back in the day of the girl who like squats down and like walks down the length of a bowling alley like a duck like duck walks yeah down the bowling alley and lays down a turd the length of the bowling alley I very vaguely remember that. It was like 20 feet long or something. Yeah, she pooped all the way down it. But she ducked walked, so she like laid it down like a like a perfect job. <laughs> it was amazing. How long did it take? She was just pooping and going. Doot, 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 doot. Like right down the bowling alley. Like regular duck walk speed, man. I haven't duck walked in a long time. I gotta try that. <laughs> so what was the... So she was... It was... Was it meant to be art? I think it was meant to be, um, like, a sex thing, probably. Oh. For poopy people. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks of all the horrible videos I've seen on the internet. There was the pooping on, on the bowling alley lady. Yeah. I think that that was for people who like poop. Yeah. <laughs> we call them poopy people. <laughs> what are they called? I forget. We did an episode about it. I forget what it was. Coprophiliacs. No, that's if you eat it. Anyway, there was also that lady who farted on cakes. Remember that lady? Yeah. Cake yeah. farts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who is that for? Who likes that? Well, I know. Um because oh, what uh, <laughs> and it's it's not for me, but so when I was in college, I went on a couple dates with with some woman and uh she she said it multiple times. She said stuff about like sitting on cakes, sitting in cake. And I was like, I don't know, maybe it's like like I never watched Seinfeld. I just figured it was a Seinfeld thing. Right. It was like she was repeating something she heard on tv I, yeah yeah <laughs> but she she was being very specific about it and she kind of mentioned it in a way that was like implying that it was a sex thing and i was like okay i i don't know <laughs> i don't think you would be into that and, and i mean i i absolutely don't care what people are into sure i i really don't care but um then i found out years and years later and i think it was because of the cake fart thing <laughs> It was this little video that was getting passed around. It's like, mmm, yeah, mmm, I love sexy stuff and being cool and fucking. But you know what I really like is cake farts. And then <laughs> it was just like close-ups of this lady and she was just ripping ass on the cake right. and squashing the cake. And I was like, what the fuck? And I... I looked some stuff up about it and they're like oh yeah this is some whole thing it's like this fetish of cakes and messing up the cakes and i was like holy shit <laughs> like that oh. just that just clicked and i was like oh <laughs> okay like obviously this lady is like throwing something out and like you want to go sit on a cake and i was like haha that must be from a show i haven't seen <laughs> that can't be for me why would that be for me <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'll sit on a cake for you. $25. <laughs> I mean, well, I never did it. So, I mean, I think if I had realized it was a thing that you would do and it would be like sexual in this weird way, I, I would have done it. Absolutely. But it just, it just didn't click. And she was like being low key because she's like, I don't know, just like throwing it out. I, she didn't get really explicit because I imagine if you're like, okay, first things first, if we're going to get beyond the appetizer of this meal, you have to agree. You have to agree to watch me sit on cake. <laughs> there is going to be some cake shit going down. Yeah. I think that there's just so much fucking anime mm -hmm. 
and there's so much of this like everybody arguing like that is its own little kind of video game and then people have regular video games that they play and then people have fucking anime and then you get people talking about netflix like it's some infinite well of content and not like <laughs> yeah. not like 40 rotating movies right <laughs> I could just uh, watch Netflix all day. Oh, there's there's not enough on there to right. even watch, man. <laughs> How many times are you going to watch Stranger Things? <laughs> Watching Nailed It for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that people have low self-esteem and I know that people hate themselves, but you really, it's like a level I'm not familiar with to watch Netflix originals. <laughs> Right. I just don't have the TV on ambiently all the time. I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing. I put the TV on for like an hour before I go to bed. and That's about it, man. I just think that there's so much content that is good enough that takes up enough time that people don't click around watching like quite as much shock content. Like when we got on the internet however many years ago, like in the 90s, it's like you go on, you make your little web Website, you click on other people's websites. Check your email. You check your email, you check your your news groups or your forums or whatever. And then Then you watch people get their heads cut off. Yeah. And you watch the lady poop down the length of the bowling alley. Well then... yeah, there just there wasn't that much on there. And you may as well watch something interesting. Sure. Like what do you got for me, internet? Like it was also people were testing the limits of what you could put on here. Turns out there was no limit. <laughs> Yeah, there was guys like the the Style Project, which was like a little porno-heavy. It was like a porno-heavy mix of the weird content. And then there was just like Rotten.com, where they're like, I don't know, here's a dead person. Here's a bunch of corpses. Here's a pile of corpses. Here's a here's another guy who's dead. Here's a guy who's dead and cut up in pieces. Here's a guy who has something stuck in his dick. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be better to not get to the point where you have to see that stuff. But also, I don't know. I don't think it's good for you to look at that stuff. But personally, for me, my own novelty seeking behavior, like you gotta see it once and then you gotta be like, oh, wow. So there's different stuff that can happen to you. Like you see that kind of stuff and you're like, yeah, man, like you can actually end up with a screwdriver in your dick. <laughs> right, right. You kind of don't believe it. Like when you're like a little kid, you're like, what? oh, yeah. No, that can't be real. No, that's not real. Oh, yeah, and kids tell each other stuff like, what if you got on your bike and your bike seat fell off and it was just the bike pipe and then you rode off the Empire State Building and the bike pipe went up your butt when you landed. <laughs> Ron.com. <laughs> on Rotten, then you click on and it's like somebody tried it and it's like a black and white photo of just like a bunch of body parts. <laughs> yeah. I remember some post that it was probably on Rotten where some guy like jumped out a window or fell out a window and then he got his head stuck on the fence oh. and his head just fell off. And so it was just like oh, a picture no. of a headless body and his head stuck on the fence. That's what it was like on the internet in the beginning. Yeah, we didn't have as many microplastics, so that was good. Yeah, we had, we had firm, like firm grasp of the memento mori. We're like, yeah, it's fine. I feel like also you had to pause because of the loading time. There would always be a pause where you're like, like exactly how mutilated is this guy going to be? Yeah, and you could always hit the back button if it was getting too real for you. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This is not for me. Yeah, the image loads a couple lines too far and you're like, okay, back, back. Yeah, no, no. <laughs>
So, Natalie. What's up? <laughs> tell me. What? What is bowling? <laughs> <laughs> bowling is a target sport and recreational activity in which a player rolls a ball towards pins in pin bowling or another target in target bowling. And when you say bowling, it usually means pin bowling or 10 pin bowling. And it is popular in the UK and Commonwealth countries. And it, bowling, man, that's what it is. That's just the gist of it. You have the pins and they arrange them in the triangle and you knock them over with the ball. And the ball's very heavy. We all know what bowling is. I like I like bocce ball, right? Is, bo- is bocce ball like bowling? I was, I was going to ask that. It's, I think it's a, I think that's target bowling. Yeah, right. It's not pin bowling. Bocce ball, you throw the ball and you try to get the ball near the ball. I feel like that one is uh, a lot more low key. Is horseshoes bowling? It's like a target game. It's a target sport. Uh-huh. Is shuffleboard bowling? No, that's sliding. Well, so is the ball. The ball is sliding down the, the alley. You see that guy go? It's like the judge said about pornography is I know it when I see it. <laughs> You know what bowling is. I mean, like, I feel like if bocce ball is bowling, and then then that just opens up a whole can of worms. I think it's only technically bowling. I think you got a ball, and you're bowling the ball in the verb sense. Because <laughs> you do. You kind of wind it up, and you kind of bunk it down the... <laughs> Plop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Plop it right down the middle. Just chuck it down the yard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch it go. Hopefully you'll hit a thing. I mean, I, I've bowled. I feel like uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to the bowling alley several times a year. I just kind of assumed that would always be something you would do. Like, that was one of the default activities. Right. That was back when people did activities, though. People don't do anything anymore. At some point, people decided that literally everything was inconvenient. And, <laughs> and then they just condensed everything into just, like, watching TV all day. That's fine. I mean, if the price of everything goes up, I mean, I have no idea what bowling costs now but it's probably insane i remember going to bowl 34 dollars per round probably <laughs> let's like let's find out how much it costs to bowl how much does it cost to do a bowling <laughs> one dollar to four dollars that's no cents. not true that is not true that web that website one to six fifty thirteen dollars for unlimited bowling that's all from a site called how much is it Seven dollars, all you can bowl specials after nine p.m. Well, if you want to bowl by the hour, the prices can be up to twenty dollars an hour. Corporate bowling alleys charge five dollars per game, so that's cheaper than I thought it would be. So that's like maybe in these trying times, people need to try on bowling. Maybe think about all the upper body strength from lugging those balls around. I know that that has contributed to my upper body strength over the years. <laughs> You're very beefy. <laughs> I always liked bowling, but I remember being a kid and bowling. It's more of a hangout activity. It, Honestly. it is like you would go and do it and it was more it was more like gambling honestly when I was a kid because I would go with my friends or you go with your dad and one of your friends dads or whatever or you get dropped off and three or four of you would all go bowling or whatever like it was a place your parents could leave you for three hours right right knowing that it was like big enough and there were like enough other people there that you would just like stay there yeah right and I maybe that's why people don't bowl as much anymore because like just getting kids 
together and just dropping kids off somewhere and leaving them there for as long as you want is not something people do as much anymore. Right. Maybe. That used to be the thing like back in the day. Like that's that's how the boomers all raised their kids. So they dropped them all off at the bowling alley, dropped them off at the mall, and then just said, fuck it, I'm going to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> But we would cruise in, and I mean, you'd get uh, chunkers. Chunkers. Droppers. Droppers. Goose eggs. (laughs) Did you ever roll, did you ever walk right up to the bowling alley and drop that sucker right in the drain? (laughs) What? (laughs) You got a ball. Yep. You have to go right down the middle. If it even, if it veers off, it drops. (laughs) Into the fucking uh, drain. The gutter. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> Drop a goose egg down the drain. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've only probably in the past, <laughs> probably in the past 20 years, I've gone bowling maybe twice. Right. I used to go, I didn't go bowling. I think what was going on was that my stepdad was in a bowling league and my mom enjoyed to tag along. And then that meant that we all hung out at the bowling alley all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. But since it was bowling league, I never got to bowl. So what I would do is I would hang out with all the other children in the locker room. And we would hang out in the bowling alley locker room for like hours and hours every week. You would hang out in the locker room? Yeah. Uh And we would do like dance routines to vanilla ice and stuff. In the locker room. Uh I find it kind because bowling alleys have these huge wide open areas. They're like common spaces. Right. There were tables in the bowling alley where I used to hang out. There was a little arcade in there. Yeah. No headquarters. No headquarters. That's for rich people. <laughs> we hanging out in the locker room and doing, <laughs> doing dances, man. <laughs> I was probably like in third or fourth grade. I don't know. So you guys would just like occupy, you would camp out in the locker room. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why that sounds so weird to me. It's just why wouldn't you camp out in just out in the open in the bowling alley? I guess you wanted an enclosed space for vanilla ice. <laughs> I, I don't know, because the adults were just out there drinking. I mean, we wouldn't hang out with them. Oh, yeah. Also, I feel like there's... Now, don't get me wrong. People still ignore their kids. <laughs> but I feel like the extent to which people ignored their kids would be illegal today. <laughs> right. It, it would, would definitely yeah. be illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, I know... And my parents would generally supervise us. When I was growing up, I was moderately supervised not like not like kids are today you would be like drop me off at putt putt and you could get dropped off at putt putt at nine in the morning and your mom would be like this pass says you can play golf for free until five i'll see and you then, after work yes yes <laughs> and then you'd be like okay and she'd be like all right i'm gonna pick you up at five right and you would be at putt putt for eight hours <laughs> I feel like loitering is something that people can't do anymore. Right. Motherfuckers out here cannot loiter. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think anybody raised on Crunchyroll cannot loiter. I think the presence of anime and the human mind just excludes all loitering knowledge. Like, What do you do on the hottest day if you're loitering? Real heads know. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine where I would loiter. (laughs) 
I've loitered on a hot day. Sure. I've loitered on a hot day. What do you do if you're out and you're loitering and you thought it was going to be like a 60 degree day and it turns out to be a 45 degree day? How do you handle that? Easy. Easy. Kids don't know. Kids would shiver. <laughs> you obviously pull your hoodies over your hands. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you put your chin in your hoodie. <laughs> and then you kind of walk like like a penguin, like a stiff. You stay loitering. <laughs> you would That's right. You would do some you would probably hop back and forth on your feet. You might walk in some little circles. Yeah, right. Go inside never. <laughs> I think bowl, actually bowling the game, I don't know that I ever that I ever liked it or I ever thought that I could become good at it. First of all, the pins are too far away. Right. Seems like a long shot. Right. Second off, when we played, like we would always get like 40s, 60s, like nothing great. Like one of us would break 100, we'd be like, hot shot. Right, right. Mr. Bowling. <laughs> Like occasionally you'd knock them all down and everybody would be like, 10. What a, I don't remember what we would say. Home run. <laughs> you really knocked them out of the park there, bitch. That's what I would say. People don't know. People would just say kawaii now. They wouldn't know any bowling words. <laughs> I think to me, like the allure of bowling, like any kind of enjoyment, I would be able to get out of bowling is like blunted by the fact that they don't let you just practice. They want you to go in raw. Like you have not even practiced and then you have to just deliver. Oh yeah. You should get a couple practice rounds to get loose and get warmed up. But they, instead of just going in like that and just be like, okay, here we go. Scoring starts now. Oh, Wait. the computer starts frame one. Mm -hmm. Get it, get it, get it. You're get on it. my time now, right. bowler. I think I should have unlimited... Uh, tries for the first 20 minutes just to get limber, perfect my technique, and then go in. And bowling is not something you can practice at home. No, uh-uh. Any home bowling is, like, weak. Like, the kids' toy bowling sets are always... Psh, whatever. You, you know the only people that can bowl at home? The fucking president. Right, he does bowl at home. In 1948, they put in two bowling lanes in the ground floor of the west wing of the presidential residence as a gift for Harry S. Truman. And then they eventually moved the lanes to the old executive office building, and they let the White House employees use it because I guess that the other guys weren't as into bowling. But Nixon liked it. Nixon. Yeah. There's he, lots of pictures of Nixon bowling. Yeah, he used to bowl, and then he had a one-alley lane built underneath the North Portico. Mm-hmm. And they have renovated that lane a couple times, even recently. So it's, that's still in use, too. See, B, bowling down at the White House. There's something super perverted about bowling in a private alley. It definitely has the vibe of something super perved. Because it's... <laughs> Because it's like a tiny little, because when you think bowling alley, you think like 20 foot ceilings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Big open space, like warehouse space. And then you have the bowling alleys and then there's the sitting area with the ball return. And then you have like the steps and then you have like some seats and then you have, right? It's this huge open space and you see Nixon or fucking Truman, Eisenhower, whoever bowling. And it's this little tiny cramped room. Mm -hmm. It's not even like there could be blood. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're just, and the ceiling always looks head height. 
like they really like they had to dig under the buildings. They made it as short as possible. Right, right. Just down there in a little cramped, airless room, flinging balls. I mean, that's the spot, honestly. Because like, if you're into that loiter lifestyle, like you will hang out in any old box. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like in my loitering days, I would love to hang out in a shitty old hole in the ground. If one of my buddies had a basement where they had an old dirty hole, like you know, <laughs> that's where you, that's would, be. Where you would fucking. Be. Right. I've hung out in sheds like many times. Chilling in the shed was like a major pastime. Imagine if that shed was underground. That's a million dollar idea. (laughs) (laughs) An underground shed. (laughs) The secret shed. You know you want one. You could put your stuff in it, but we all know it's for hanging. It's just for chilling, man. Just get your friends, get in the underground shed, and see what happens. I bet you if you stock that shed, then some fucking crazy shit will happen in the shed. I think there's a component of, like, being in a place where you're not supposed to be just chilling. Being in a space where you should be, like, doing a certain activity and spending money, but you're not. You're just fucking around. I think that that puts you in a different mindset and I think that different things happen. I truly believe that fucking around is like the genesis of everything. You have to be fucking around. You have to be in a mindset where you're like actively rejecting like people pushing you from one activity to another. Mm -hmm. You have to have times and spaces where you are literally just fucking around. I don't mean watching TV. Right. I don't mean just like scrolling on your phone. I mean just like fucking around, just like being in a shed. Mm -hmm. Be in a shed and look at the tools and fuck around if your friend or your friends are there just fucking hang out right and there's nothing that's ever gonna happen and you're never gonna go anywhere so get used to it right you just gotta enjoy life in the underground shed enjoying life in the underground shed (laughs) (laughs) i think that is absolutely like a place underground Mm -hmm. so nobody can hear what you're doing and then i think that the real true loitering spots have to be dirty because who was it somebody diogenes or somebody said uh, in a rich man's home there is nowhere to spit but in his face right you need a dirty place You need to hang out somewhere dirty. Mm-hmm. It's true. You need to go to a place where if you're not careful, you will get dirty by being there. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. An underground shed would stay dirty. Who wants to carry the dirt out of the shed when you have to climb up a ladder? Yeah, well, you going to vacuum? <laughs> you going to vacuum your underground dirt shed? Right. It's just a hole in the dirt, man. Oh, you're... <laughs> See, I think we're thinking... The way that I'm envisioning my <laughs> underground shed is, you know, when you have the dream that there's an extra room, I'm thinking you go in your basement and there's a, a hole that you could fit through comfortably, but which clearly it's not doorway sized. You do have to maneuver yourself through the hole. Sure. And once you uh, do, there's just some shitty little dingy space and like somebody's put some Christmas lights in there. <laughs> Did you ever see the creepy basement at my mom's house? No. Uh, so many people told me not to go in it. <laughs> but 
my allergies are real bad. I get I yeah. get my allergies uh, get triggered by mold and dust and and cats and stuff like that. And then it's like my whole head swells up. So I just right. it's the creepiest basement that's ever existed. Okay, so my house was really old. It was built like in the late eighteen hundreds. And the basement was just like a dirt floor basement with like cinder block walls and it would get wet all the time and sometimes it would get really wet and so we didn't keep anything down there at all. Like the laundry was upstairs and we did not have anything in the basement at all. Yeah. And we just kept the door closed and there was like the kitchen table in front of it. Like people really didn't go down there. But if you went down there, it was just dirt walls and cinder block and then it had a bare light bulb that hung down. It was like a bare incandescent bulb and then all the walls were painted Pepto-Bismol pink. It was the most unnerving, <laughs> horrible room I've ever seen in my life and the floors were all dirt. I was like, that's fucked up. It was the most fucked up. Who painted that place down there? I don't fucking know. It was a nightmare. I think I don't even think I ever went all the way down there. I think there was a tornado warning once, and I sat on the stairs. I didn't go all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give myself like a fifty-fifty on this tornado because I'm not going down all the way. <laughs> right. If I start hearing stuff breaking like off the house, I'll go down all the way. But until that happens, <laughs> I'm staying right here. <laughs> So, Natalie, yeah. tell me, who invented bowling? Um, I, I was very interested to know that we've always been bowling. We were born bowling. Did you know that? We've no. always been bowling. The first evidence of bowling that we found was in 5200 BC, which was like hell of long ago. And you know that guy wasn't the first guy who bowled. That is, that is basically prehistory. Right. Knocking stuff down with a thing is like the probably the first game we invented. Knock Pro them down. Oh, yeah, probably. Here, just knock them down. So what did they, how did they know that we were bowling in minus 5200? Uh, they had found pins and balls in a child's grave. Pins? Like bowling pins. <sighs> That's kind of fucked up that people were bowling over 7,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like to the point where they had bowling pins and a bowling ball, like a set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they had already worked out the mechanics of right. the game. You needed two things in order to play this game. Here you go. Watch, watch out. We're bowling now, bitch. So they also found bowling balls in the proto-dynastic period in 3200 BC, uh -huh. they found all kinds of stuff. So they said that the balls were made with the husks, like all the shit that was left over when they had grain, right? Uh -huh. And so they would have a leather casing that was filled with like husks. Like the chaff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they also had some that were porcelain, although I would imagine those would break, baby. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if they were solid porcelain, they'd probably be pretty heavy. Yeah, but they would also chip. Maybe, yeah. I guess it depends on how they were fired and stuff and what the pins were made out of and where they were bowling. Do you think they were bowling on the grass? They used to bowl outside for the most part. And uh, 2,000 years ago is when they did bocce ball, and they did that outside. People used to do so much stuff outside. I mean, they didn't have light bulbs inside. In the, I mean... Yeah. And honestly, like, isn't it more natural for people to be outside, probably? Yeah, probably. I'm just thinking about what would happen if you took a minus 7,200, because you have to subtract 2022. Uh -huh. So a, a negative... So a uh, 7,200 old... <laughs> <laughs> a 72... <laughs> If you took a 7,200-year-old Egyptian guy and brought him to Blue Fusion. 
Right, right. Where you have laser bowling. Right. And then you're like, you know that shit you play? And he would be like, hieroglyphics. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would get the big ball. He would know what to do. He would see the other people doing it, and he would know what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after he did it, he would look up at the TV and they would play the animation and they'd be like, gutter ball. <laughs> it would be the picture of the goose egg going down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Finally get to hear some ancient Egyptian curse words. You know, it is always just amazing to me thinking about the old times ancient history and how like when you think about it with a couple exceptions they were just doing the same shit we were doing absolutely they just had more time to loiter right i mean you know that bowling had to come from loitering i mean basically people would just pick up little pieces of shit and throw it at other things right it was basically the same evolution story as bullet ball (laughs) right (laughs) i wonder who invented who was the one guy who invented it he was probably like a neanderthal or something i'm sure i would almost wonder if if that's even something where you could say that it was invented. I mean, I think that maybe monkeys even play that. It's incredibly possible. I mean, crows can pick up rocks and put them into tubes of water to cause like the water level to rise so that they can get an object out of Mm -hmm. it or something, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that knocking stuff over for fun. Knocking stuff over for fun has to be pre-human. Absolutely. Like I said, we were born bowling. I wonder what other kinds of things like that are like just innate. You know, as much as I hesitate to give any credence to like a corporation, I would say that bowling is probably part of the collective unconscious. Probably. I would imagine so. I think that probably, uh, you know, birds will pick stuff up and drop it from a height to Uh crack it. Uh I think there are kinetic activities where you're utilizing, you know, the speed of something you throw or the speed of something you drop or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I think that has got to be embedded in animals, period. Sure. I mean, like the otters will juggle the rocks, right? And they use the rocks to crack open shellfish. Right, right. I think an otter would love bowling. That's got to be a top 10 bowling animal. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think a lot of animals, dogs could do it. I used to do that with the dogs. I would set up the bowling pins and then I would make them run through it. Oh, yeah. We had a little plastic, like baby's bowling pins, and then you could throw something over it and they would go right through them. Right. Dog bowling. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and you know that the name fits, but if you just told somebody dog bowling, they would assume you were throwing the dog. (laughs) Right. No, No. Which is not, which is not what was happening. They're not like, they're not shaped good to throw they flop around and stuff awkward weight displacement that's what they called me (laughs) you know what to me the headline is with the bowling is the bowling balls I wanted to make sure we talked about them. So when you're talking about 10-pin bowling, the balls are about 8.59 inches in diameter, which to me sounds small compared to what I think of how big they are. Oh, yeah. When I when I think of a bowling ball, I think it's got to be a foot across, but that, that must not be true. Yeah, it's a little smaller than that. And they range in weight between 6 and 16 pounds. I've never seen a 6-pound ball. I think the lightest one they have at ours is 8 pounds. Yeah. But... Then they have the classic holes where you get your fingers stuck in them. The classic three holes. Did you get your fingers stuck in no, them? No, no. Okay, the way you said that <laughs> made it sound like, and of course we all get our fingers stuck in bowling balls because it's never, it's never happened to me, no. 
Uh, I've never got my finger stuck in them, no. <laughs> so they have the finger holes, and then they have, like, a resin surface on them. Mm-hmm. That makes it so it is easier to hook the ball when you're throwing them down the thing, right? Oh, is that what it's for? Uh-huh. It, I guess to get spin. Right? I never I never got far enough in bowling to spin it and do all the tricks. <laughs> I just roll that sucker down the drain. It just slides right down, baby. And then there's the bowling pins at the end, okay? So the pins are cylindrical, and then they have a wider area around the point where the ball hits the pin. Yeah. A uh, 10-pin bowling pin weighs 3 pounds and 6 ounces. Did you know that? No, I don't know that I've ever uh, picked up an actual bowling pin. I don't think I have either. And what are they made out of? They're made out of wood. Okay. So they will have like blocks of rock maple wood and then they will glue it into the rough shape of a bowling pin and then they turn it on a lathe. Oh, okay. And then they will like coat it with plastic stuff and paint the stripe on it and there you go. But sometimes they'll have synthetic ones because the wood that they usually make them out of is not that common. Okay. And then the star of the bowling alley is the shoes that you have to wear that are everyone else's shoes. The common shoes. Yeah, right. And so they are designed to be like a generic shoe, but the sole of it is made of rubber. So you have traction. Okay. And then it has a smooth and flat area that lets bowlers slide if they want to release and so they it is the heel is to break so that it's supposed to let you slide around on the floor too and then use the heel as a break i knew they were slidey but i don't think i ever understood that there was like a mechanic to the bowling shoes yeah they don't ever tell you that shit. i like how people just don't tell you how stuff works and then you're like what is this for this is dumb nobody ever tells you i used flonase for like 10 years before <laughs> my doctor told me how to use it and the way she told me to use it was insane i thought you like hold the thing up to your nose and you just sniff it in She's like, you put the nozzle all the way up your fucking nose and you use your opposite hand. If you're doing your right nostril, you hold it with your left hand and you like maneuver it into this certain position. And the first time I did it, I was like, oh, that worked. You told me how to do it. I've been taking Flonase and I'm like really bad about taking it on a regular basis because I've been taking it for, like you said, 10 years and it never seems to help me. And my allergies are always horrible and it never, ever seemed to help me at all and i was so tired of going to the doctor and the doctor was saying well just take flonase i'm like it doesn't do anything but then you told me how to do the flonase after the doctor told you how to do it and now suddenly like this year has been like the the best year for my allergies ever like i just don't have allergies this year compared to every other year yeah nobody tells (laughs) you flonase suddenly works nobody tells you anything and you got you got the therapy effect that's like when your friends tell you what they learned in therapy i'm like oh word and that tell me more about that right i can't believe that you and i both had doctors telling us to take flonase for years and then you got a new guy who told you how to use the flonase like (laughs) only one guy (laughs) in two people's like 10 year history of going to the doctor has taken the time to say you know you do have to do it a weird way i will say that uh my doctor i had who told me how to use the flonase she seemed like smarter than other doctors where most doctors are like a little smart. 
but they really get off on thinking they're smart. Right. And then, you know, like when you meet somebody who's really smart, they're just like casually super smart. She was like that. And then I was like, oh man, that doctor was real cool. Like, what is her deal? And I looked her up and she's like one of the leading like ENT researchers or some shit like that. Right. So like if she didn't know how to do it, then nobody would. You well, might say, how did I luck into that? And I would say it's easy. I went to a place that charged me like $7,700, but then they're like, don't worry about it. Your insurance paid for part of it. Just give us two grand. <laughs> It's fine. Well, we both got that Flonase advice. That yeah, was like, I know. So now it was only like a grand each. So now, yeah. So now listeners know how to use Flonase. All you have to do to pay me is if your therapist says anything great to you about having anxiety or how to like stuff more, just tell me. <laughs> tell me what your therapist says and sign up in the Discord for more Discord. Yeah, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. We're not doctors. None of us are, as a matter of but fact. But we do share the medical information that our doctors give us, and so it's like we are all getting adequate health care. It's kind of like <laughs> we are pooling all of our medical knowledge in a sort of commune. <laughs> We're being very social about it. Right, right. <laughs> We've got some sort of social health care happening. Right. <laughs> socialize <laughs> uh so most people who bowl will rent the shoes because why would you buy those shoes yeah when i was in high school we liked to steal them oh yeah uh-huh <laughs> everyone stole them well they they were kind of in fashion right Right. That was back when everyone dressed like a caca weirdo. Everybody dressed like a caca weirdo, Natalie. <laughs> everyone always does. But they didn't look like grayscale clowns. They didn't look like weird, like, child molesters on a beach vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it was different. It was ironic. Well, maybe they're ironic vacation child molesters. Who knows? It doesn't matter to me. Like, do whatever you want. Just ramp it up. Like, keep, keep going, man. You have to, yeah, you have to do it all the way right. or it just looks weird. Right. <laughs> you got to commit to the bit. Right? right, right. So they say to discourage theft, they make the bowling shoes ugly. But that was mm. always why we stole them. Yeah, that's why we wanted them. Because they were really super ugly. Um, did you know that it is commonly told to children that thunderstorms are god bowling? Yeah, somebody told me that's the first time, and I was like, oh, word. <laughs> oh, wow. I felt constantly as a child, I don't know if you felt this way, I always felt like I was being patronized. Right. All the time. Like, you you do know I can read. I never took offense to it. Like, people would say stuff to me, and I'd be like, all right. I would go along with it, but, like, I would know in my head, like, they're full of shit. It's fine. It's fine if they're wrong. They're just not that smart, I guess. That was the, the angle I took. I did not get incensed by it. I was like, okay. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get incensed by it. I was just like, okay, if that's what, if we're doing the God bowling, then I guess I can't trust anyone. <laughs> Why don't you trust anyone? I don't know. People told me shit like that. Here's a good fact. <laughs> Bowling has been around us for a long time, since yeah. the timeline of B.C., but it was only in the 30s when a British anthropologist rediscovered the sport, and today we call it bowling. That is not <laughs> true. 
I read that verbatim from my notes that were provided to me by the Garbage Brain University Research Council. The GBU Research Council does a great job. I can't, you know, occasionally one is going to slip through. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Here's another good one. So you technically can burn calories while you're bowling. That's the good news. So if you weigh 180 pounds, you could theoretically burn about 326 calories per hour while you bowl. Okay. Those 326 calories you'd burn, though, are based on an hour of actual bowling, not waiting for your turn. So you'd have to stay so bowling. You would, so bowl, there would bowl, be bowl. no way for you to ever accomplish that because 95% of bowling is fucking sitting there listening to the machine clunk. Sitting there and eating french fries. <laughs> I really like it when the fun facts have like exclamation marks and stuff in them though. That's like a, a high point for that's me. That's a treat. It's like a french fry at a bowling alley. Did you know that if you get nine strikes in a row, that's called a golden turkey? I did not. Now you do. Get hype. Golden turkey. They must... Are there different terms for different ones? Uh, Silver turkey is probably eight. <laughs> and then the bronze turkey is a seven. You gotta, wow, they really, they started low. There must be like salt turkey and water turkey. (laughs) (laughs) They just call like one strike a turkey. Call that an uno turkey. (laughs) Turco. (laughs) What did you learn today about bowling? People have been doing it forever. Until it got lost and rediscovered by an anthropologist. (laughs) (laughs) Who do we have to thank? An anthropologist, his name, no one knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. It was in the 30s. We don't know anything about back then. Mysteries of the universe. <laughs> Just constantly happening all around us. Uh, you know who loves bowling? Corey Grella. Um, we actually had a picture of her hung up in our bowling alley because she was so impressive at her bowling alley that we wish. We really did. Wow. <laughs> So Corey just, Grella, she used to all-time uh, mega golden turkey champion. Just inspiration yeah, for how you roll right. your own and her, ball. And the picture of her looked hot, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know where you, you may not find an indoor bowling alley, but uh, you have plenty of space for outdoor bowling, Natalie. Uh, Harlem Township. I bet you there's a couple of palatial estates in Harlem Township that have indoor bowling in their houses. I wouldn't doubt it. And, you know, if you can't get in there, you know, alarm system, you know, physical entry, breaking, whatever, however you get in. I'm not a big breaker inner. <laughs> you know, don't forget, you can always ask permission. Can I come in bowl? <laughs> Can I use your bowling? And it's Harlem Township. They might say yes. The most beautiful of the 18 townships in Delaware County. And they share their bowling. They might share their, they always share their bowling. (laughs) If you haven't, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Get in the Discord. That's our secret chat room. You get 140 episodes you haven't heard and access to our award-winning miniseries, Malian. I thought you were going to say our award-winning Discord. Our Discord is winning awards, too. Is it? We're winning awards all over the country. We're just fucking grabbing statues. Number one. Number one. Number one. If you want to share in the glory, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye.